0: You're listening to the Detroit is Different podcast network.
1: All right, we are back in full effect in the Detroit is Different podcast studios and today I'm back again with the Riverwise podcast and this is a special Riverwise podcast as we have a Grace Boggs' friend, uh, Grace Lee Boggs' friend, and also a friend of the activist community at large. And before that introduction, Megan Douglas is back in effect, who's been holding down not just the podcast, but also the magazine, and then just you know different things, zines, different things she's writing. How are you doing today, Megan?
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing, Craig?
1: Oh, everything is everything as uh, the good brother Donnie Hathaway would say. But uh, <laughs> along with that, I am. Uh, Glad to be here with somebody that uh, is an actor, how the world may know him. Also an activist. Also a person that is creative in his own right. You know, Um, Mr. Danny Glover. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. Thank you.
2: Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm in Detroit.
1: Welcome to the city. In the D. In the D. Well, <laughs> in we, we're, in we're glad to have you here. And uh, it, I kind of opened up talking about your friendship and relationship with now, like different people connected to the Box family. So that would be Rich and Mama Rich Myrtle feel, and Shay and so many others. Yes. Uh, Kim yeah. Shirobe. But let's start with Grace. How did you meet Grace Lee Boggs? Um, I, I, is this is amazing
2: you know I, I think for my there's so many people in my life that that um who um uh, really and have been incredible and in, and in, and stretching and allow me to go uh even and grow in different ways and and one of them actually <laughs> When we were kids, we actually went to the same church, huh. and we um, and so when we talk about that, and we ended up at the same church, we ended up—I um, remember her organizing a protest in 1959, mm-hmm. so um, I'm 12, 13, 58— 12, 13 years old, organizing a protest against the execution of Carol Chessman at San Quentin. Big national um, outcry and and also protests against his execution and to some extent led to the actually led to the abolition of the death penalty in in California. Hmm. Uh, and is his, his uh, and that's Belby Rooks and and Belby is one of my great friends uh, for longer than we can actually remember uh, uh, we were involved in the African Liberation support Committee. And all this is a great number of things were uh, that um, belby has been involved with me in in my life come before even I decided I was going to be an actor. So that we can talk about that. She's very close to Angela Davis. Very close to. Uh, Alice Walker. She actually, at one point in time, ran Alice's publishing company. So I, I, I have to credit so many people. We were involved in the African Liberation Support Committee in, in the mid seventies. You know, so when the question was not only South Africa, but now Namibia and um, and also Mozambique and Guinea-Bissau. And Angola, uh, all those things are part of of my life. And you could mention Grace Lee Boggs, who, in, in so many ways, was uh, at the center of of civil rights and human rights issues. From uh, from CLR James, <laughs> people don't even know who CLR no. James is, you know. So that's the, the end of the nineteen thirties, the early forties, and everything. So I, I said that because it, it, I think you can understand through the, my connections, also the scope of of, uh, of relationships that have brought me to the table in a lot of ways. I am um, I'm, I'm not a, I don't become an actor if, if I don't become an actor by first. And that, that is from the time that I was a student out of San Francisco State, um, where we went on strike in 1968, 69, in order to uh, facilitate the first school of ethnic studies at any major university in this country. We were on strike. We shut the campus down for five and a half months, 1968, 69, and, and the it's more than 50 years the school has been in existence. Hmm. So I, I think, in in that sense, you know, it, it, you start out a child of the the civil rights movement. So everything you you see in the world as a young child through your parents you see through their lens as young parents engage with their union uh, and, and, and engage with, with organs around the civil rights movement NAACP the National Council of Negro Women all those things you see that and you you uh, um you you you're you're paying attention you're saying well, who are these people oh they look like me as a young kid mm-hmm. what well, this is important because my parents shaped it are are defined it as being important I think all, all those particular points all those things happen and then you you meet someone like Grace and um and others the, the, the list continues to grow whether they're activists in campus and, uh, 50 years ago or Grace Lee Boggs uh, or Rich Feldman or a group of, of men and women around the Martha Ferguson uh, School, which was an extraordinary school, you know, um, and um, here in Detroit. And you build, you, you, you build, a resume <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, <laughs> in and that's what it is it's a resume so I would say we were at a retreat an activist re- retreat in Santa Cruz because there was one each year and Belby brought me to the Santa Cruz um, Vincent Hardy and his wife Rosemary were there uh, and uh, Grace Lee was there uh, and she might have been in her mid-80s, you know, that long ago. I can't remember. That is, but, but she invited us all. She was there. But even in her mid-80s, she was there with an actor of mine. I, I did not know her before then. Mm-hmm. I, I could say I never really heard of her Um and if I'd had heard of her, it was only in passing, as one of those uh, really uh, extraordinary organizers and and move and movement building builders as well, you know. And to think that she was still active even at that age, which is just a treasure trove of of of, of, of information, um, understanding movements and. Um, and, and also because of the participation, not in some sort of quasi-way, matter manner, but a direct participation, you know, the, the movement uh, around workers in Detroit, you know, uh, the Detroit uprising in 1967, uh, and ongoing, continuously building alliances and, and and always engage in a critical, uh, a critical dialogue about what where we're at at that moment, what we're doing to respond to that, and, and giving it, providing it with this historic context as well. And Grace was about that. So it's so so, to be to see her surrounded and engaged with so so many young people uh, in the neighborhood and living in the neighborhood is Chinese American uh, living in the neighborhood is 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 and, and staying there throughout the moments you know. Throughout the historic moments that happened in the neighborhood, it's it's pretty fascinating.
1: <laughs> well, I have another question about that. Since then, you made that connection. You met her. What was the catalyst to make you say, "Okay, now let me come to Detroit and see the organizing of the Bog Center of the work she's doing?" Mm. Well, they're, they're, I, I, I like I said, I come out of movements
2: as a student. Uh, I worked in city government and the Office of Community Development and the um, Model Cities Program, which I'm sure they have one here in Detroit, for for six and a half years before I decided that I wanted to work on another career. That's an action. And, um, but that doesn't, the the fact that I, 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 move to another profession being did not mean that that I would abandon all the, the questions that I have about who are, who are we in the world what kind of work we need to do in the world uh, you know and where where do you identify that work and 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 how do you become a part of that work as well uh, you know whether it's supporting it whether it's understanding it I mean I I mean, at one point, one at a time, I went on a college tour, you know, and I probably went on around 300 colleges in the country. You know, with a friend of mine, we were doing we we're doing a an evening with Langston and Martin's, the poetry of, of Langston Hughes and the prose slash poetry of Martin and his words, mm-hmm. and talking about creating a space uh, where young people, uh, students, could talk about what are the issues that face them uh, by presenting with a great friend of mine uh, uh, who's out of Florence, South Carolina. Great, he's one of my best friends in life, man, and one of the smartest guys that I I've ever been around. Felix Justice, who has done a one-man show and written it himself on Martin Luther King. So all these. All these all these kind of uh, frameworks that that uh, that are in our lives and they're supported support, supported by the engagements that you have with people. Everything is a choice who you want to be engaged with who you want to have a conversation, who you want to talk with, whatever the issues were you know and, and, and that's been the fortunate part of, of my life. Being a child of the civil rights movement, in growing up in the Black Power movement, involved in the movements to um, uh, to end apartheid and colonialism in Africa, and and also the movements around the end of the war in Vietnam. All those things were were a, a part of my life, you know, and 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 they they like lie. lie um, what they do is they provide the foundation of of how I'm trying to see the world by the various cons, uh, conversations that I have within movements and around people, and and I think that that's a credit to all the people who've entered my life who who've uh, uh, and there's a litany of them, you know, and. And who've, who've, who've uh, allowed me to? And what, what I've engaged in reading, you know, and, and like I said, it took its begin to take its form as a young student at San Francisco State, 1967, 1968. And so that that is that. So somebody will call me up because uh, they um, they're um, something is happening and. I get an opportunity to be a part of what's going on and what's happening, and to hear and to listen. And it's just made it, even even in its own way, uh, even more, uh, even more I would just say important, given the role that I, and the opportunities I've been able to uh, exp- have uh, as an artist and most importantly as a citizen.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I'm wondering about, especially because you referenced. Um, being able to go and travel, see see the world and engage with um, different leaders, different movements, different cities, different places and the way things are going. Um, and I know that um, recently you've been doing um, and supporting a lot of documentary work Um, And I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit about that and why that became... What was that? Producing, like doing documentary work and um, that's specifically focused upon organizing and, you know, what led you to see documentary um, as a a potentially transformative medium? Well...
2: (laughs) It's so many things I can say. It's 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 amazing I mean, it's, it's that at the brilliant people you run into. You know, I I um I was um um I, I did a cameo in a movie in ninety nine nineteen ninety nine in in they called Senegal and uh, Sheikh Omar Sissoko from Mali. Uh, and wonderful director had been the Minister of Culture asked me to do a cameo in this film. Um, and one night, uh, Isaac de Bongalay was in the movie and one night at midnight. I was talking to the not only the writer of the film who the book was in French uh, about to the book was in French she translated it from French to English, wrote the screenplay, found the director, Shake, and put it together, and found the money to do it. Mm-hmm. And we got in a, a conversation. We were just in a conversation about the Haitian Revolution mm-hmm. and Toussaint Louverture. Um, the idea of doing a movie on the Asian Revolution had been an idea, I think, born from my relationship with Bennett Gil-Reed. It knew about the, uh, the Asian Revolution. It uh, knew historically about it, uh, a historian mm-hmm. It knew about it, the uh, importance of, of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And not and a not, lot of people recognize how no, important. They, don't raise,
2: they, mm-hmm. they think about the American Revolution, mm-hmm. seventeen seventy-six; the French Revolution, 17, uh, 1781. and the Haitian Revolution. We don't know
0: mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm.
2: seventeen ninety-one, mm-hmm. and and it's, it's it's been purposely kept out of kept away from us. Mm-hmm are taken out of our, our kind of historic memory, okay. you know, yet Robeson talked about it, Du Bois talked about it. Mm-hmm. People can talk about the Haitian Revolution at the beginning of the 20th century, mm-hmm. at the end of uh, the, uh, uh, during the 19th century, and talk about the Haitian Revolution, you know. In fact, if you imagine uh, a, the Haitian Revolution, which created a free nation of formerly enslaved Africans to mm-hmm. a free nation that that should be something that should be celebrated <laughs> everywhere. And yet slowly, slowly it's become eroded from our memory
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know. And all we think about Haiti is the poorest country in the hemisphere, mm-hmm. and there reasons why, and, and and this country has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. And and all the other things that you hear about Haitians, a uh, uh, cool here, a uh, cool here, which... Canada, France and the United States have been responsible for that
0: extremely complicit
2: and and I'll say it right here yeah, my country's been responsible for that. Mm-hmm. So all the all those things are a part when you think about it. So we were talking about this Haitian revolution. And and out of that came this unique con- company called Louverture Film. After the mm-hmm. great liber- liberator, Tucson. Yeah. you know, and we di- we started out one thing and one way in 1999, and we she's had with her an extraordinary gift has transformed this company into a Louverture Films. Into a company that does the work that nobody else does. Yeah. Internationally, uh, we 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 produce films in Thailand. We produce film. We produce uh, two Palestinian films. Mm-hmm. We produce. I mean, we produce. The list is is is, is quite quite amazing, and um, that's that's where the emphasis for doing documentaries came from. And now we've been doing features as well. I think Trouble the Water was our first time out. New Orleans, we're inside, we're inside of the uh, Hurricane Katrina, Katrina, inside of it right there. And, And it was nominated for an Oscar for best uh uh best doc best documentary we did we did caperna which was nominated as best foreign film just recently it's about a a young um boy from lebanese boy and lebanon was a different country at Mm -hmm. one point in time lebanese boy who sues his, his parents for being impoverished <laughs> or supporting uh, Bamako, um, the World Bank and uh, Adura Mansisako, uh, this is a foreign, this is both, this is uh, um, uh, doing this, have putting the World Bank and the IMF on trial in the courtyard that Adura Mansisako the director and writer grew up in mm-hmm. so you had people it's a very fascinating film about people coming in in the midst of the World Bank who were affected by the World Bank and IMF whose life had been changed whether they're migrants whether they're, they're, they're uh, poor farmers and everything having on the, having that ew. And genius idea
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, by Doraemon, you know, or supporting foreign films, and that's that's another thing that happened to me. I think, and a group of a group of in my generation, uh, too, in in the seventies, if we got tied to foreign films, Clyde Taylor, a great friend of mine, uh, who's retired now. Was put on African film festivals in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So African film festivals would have this whole plethora of of, of kind of activity. Plus you had African liberation support committee. Plus you had supporting and fighting and 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 advocating for the independence of um, Namibia, uh, Southwest Africa before, and and uh, uh, Angola and Guinea-Bissau, Mozambique, and South Africa. The inner part. All of this was a part of post-civil rights Mm -hmm. engagement for Africa. We'd have African Liberation Day right here in Detroit. Yeah, African Liberation Day in D.C., African Liberation Day all over the country. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 those were kind of moments where there was an intense translation from the Civil Rights Movement, the Black Power Movement, and into the movements around around uh, African Liberation Day and everything else. African Liberation reasons why primarily I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. First plays I was doing were the plays of Ethel Fugard, the great South African playwright Fugard, F U G A R D, and, and uh, the great plays that I I went from San Francisco doing this plays to L.A. doing the plays, got an island, I mean got got an agent, and then on to New York off Broadway, and then Broadway, and then in the films. So, so 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 so. I mean, all these kind of things, in some sense, engage uh, engage what 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 I can do, uh, ongoing ongoing struggle, and and connecting, uh, and like I said even though there was a world there was a whole movement around free mandela mm-hmm. but before that there were groups involved in uh ending apartheid they didn't get the national attention and it didn't get the worldwide attention until the free movement and the free mandela and they, everybody knew about it. There were songs about it. Be, you know, everybody would write songs. Uh, uh, Hugh Masekela, Bring Home Winnie Mandela, and Nelson. All all those kind of things happened. It became part of popular culture. And a lot of things, they become part of popular culture. You know, in that particular point. Now, Harry Bellavani had been struggling around, been in struggles way long before then. Sidney <sighs> Poitier and other actors and artists have been way Ozzie and Rumi D who very close to Grace, <laughs> and, Grace hey, Jimmy. and Jimmy Bob. Yep. They had been involved in those those things way back in the in the late fifties and the
1: fifties. So so I, I do have this question as you talk about movements connecting to pop culture yeah. uh, being an actor that's been involved in some of uh, the world's most known films uh, like when I mentioned that you were going to be in the studio today so I have friends across the world and you know uh-huh. Predator 2 maybe one of my favorite movies ever but um, what's that? Predator 2 <laughs> <laughs> and I was like you know I was like ah man this is like okay but um, amongst that how does uh, activism and pop culture I, what um, what do you what in your experience have you seen make the changes uh, as pop culture gets more involved in activism I guess nowadays they call it woke you know like what what connections what changes what what winds of change do happen when you, know, you see that happen
2: well, let's, let's look at what we think about change how we look at change um And and what does change? Does it profound change? Does it change? Does it change? uh, It's a great line. It's a great movie called The Leopard. Visconti. Mm -hmm. It's a great leopard, and it it stars Burt Lancaster and Ben Plantex plays this, this, uh, he, he plays this, this aristocrat, this Italian movie, aristocrat, who is now confronting the Garibaldi revolution. Now the Garibaldi revolution unified Italy. Italy had been a, a number of states of years, and that's until the 1840s of the Garibaldi revolution. And there's a great line, uh, by Bert Lancaster who plays an Italian risk, aristocrat. This is in the 60s. The leopard. Things must change in order to remain the same. Mm. Things must change in art. So the, we have to create the illusion of change. Mm. So you're going to be confronted with the actual uh, energy of people moving, defining, redefining. But what power does is it asserts oh, it over overshadows that and asserts its own framework in which we able to look at change. <laughs> so in the sense that I'm not saying that it's it's not change, but it is not the profound change that people were demanding. <laughs> How do you always have to control control that narrative of what change is? You know, is the civil rights movement a change? Yeah, in some sense. You know some of the most uh, despicable uh, uh, aspects of the way in which African Americans were treated and everything else. But, you know, Dr. King questioned that in his last speech about, mm-hmm. <laughs> about where do we go from here? Community mm-hmm. or chaos? Yeah. Community, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. it can't be raised that, mm-hmm. And this is still the question. Mm-hmm. And he said, focuses on all the work that we had done, all the work that had happened, all that time which is connected to other work Mm -hmm. before his other teams that didn't invent the civil rights movement (laughs) you know (laughs)
1: what I'm saying but the 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 packaging sometimes is sold like like that yeah
2: yeah what about all the other Mm things it's it's, it's interesting it's interesting who dies on the great uh, on uh, uh, in 1963 August 28th 1963 the day of March on Washington who dies W. B. Du Bois in Ghana, West Africa. Mm. So here's the man who came up with the theory, the question of the 20th century is going to be the color line. Thank you. And he wasn't just talking about African Americans, he was talking about he was talking about Asians, people of color around the world. Mm-hmm. The question of that prophetic so all these kind of things. That's a beautiful thing about history when you're kind of looking at it as a process of evolutionary power, dissemination of power, the reformation of power, and all those particular things. The reformation of power now in corporate hands, which are always there. Mm-hmm. The re- reformation of, of 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 various other forms of relationships. You know, at one point in time, you know, it's it's it's, it's it. It's it's the reformation through consumerism,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the idea of consumption, the idea of consumption wasn't a, a, something that was manifest uh, until the twentieth century. Mm.
0: Yeah. It
2: began there, an idea of it, because the product means of production has evolved to the point in time that you can create mass. Production of things, you can create similar lines. You can create all that. So uh, the worker is redefined within that context. You know, I was I was talking about in, in a conversation that who did who did who did what uh, often corresponded. And I said often did correspond with how much I don't know, but Abraham Lincoln corresponded with Karl Marx. Karl Marx is only giving you saying, hey, I'm just giving you an analysis of the way the system works. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. it Isn't to say, what do you do about it? As the mm-hmm. as, as, as power begins to shift, but you have a new alignment. You know, he probably, he, he, he probably said they probably talked about slavery.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Is there in the midst of the Civil War?
0: I mean, they definitely must have. You know, mm-hmm. they
2: talked about slavery mm-hmm. and how slavery had become an outmolded molded, molded sort productive, product, mm-hmm. a productive entity.
1: Well, you don't. You don't think? I, I do have to ask this because it seemed more so like uh, the shift of resources and as you think of production, was shifting towards. Uh, Shifting towards what would have been the Confederate States of the South. So the the quote unquote, I guess, um, abolition of what of slavery had dealt with a lot of the power dynamic between the North and the South uh, and, and leaving that institution there still le- left the fertile ground for the Confederate to feel as though, you know, we can succeed this quote unquote union because it no longer is representative of us. And it was more of uh, my, my studies are in marketing and business. So it was more of an externality because to leave the institution of enslavement in the South would have only Kept emboldened and empowered the 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 Confederate states, so it was needed to be destructed just so that the Union could still keep the control of many of the states.
2: Well, the, the limitations on on the mode of, con- of production and, and and engagement, human engagement, and all productive engagement as well. The limitations on slavery. You know, here you have the North. Um, which benefits from slavery?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I, well, I would say most mm-hmm, Definitely, benefited, yeah.
2: transportation institutions benefited. Mm-hmm. all benefited from mm-hmm. slavery. Yeah,
1: trade,
2: the trade, and mm-hmm. everything else today. Yeah, it, it is. It is the first engine of the industrial revolution, mm-hmm. and and it made. But cotton been been grown for centuries. Trade. Why at this particular particular moment? Because British industrialists mm-hmm. had developed a machine that was able to take the cotton transferred and trans make it into thread and into cloth cotton, so yeah. cotton became a a uh, consumer uh, item yeah Consumer item, yeah. consumerism. Mind you, you may have taken the enclosure laws in the UK in England that moved, moved uh, farmers off the off to the off the farms and land into cities so they can grow wool. Yeah. Wool became uh, an an important factor in re, uh, in Britain's Great Britain's pre- uh, development and evolution. Mm. Wool became, but you had to get the the They couldn't be growing food, um, and, and, but they had. they can grow wool, and wool has a return on wool. It becomes something that becomes a commodity yeah. that people can sell. So all these things that happen. Two. I mean, out of the 65 thousand years that human beings have been roaming the world it's only been the most significant part of that bad period of time is when the industrial Revolution and that's only 220 years
1: ago and, and I and I I think uh, many of the uh and I, I ruffle feathers with some of my professors that are economists I would argue that the agricultural way of thinking or more holistic ways of thinking are not only uh, more productive for us as human beings but more productive in in the ecosystem of humanity uh, of life itself of the ecosystem of what the world can be.
2: Well, of course. I mean, of course, if we if we, we kind of look at global warming now, and we we come um, uh, the, the destruction of, of various species and, th- and and dynamics that that are having integrated into this uh, this evolutionary process called the Earth mm-hmm. itself, Mother Earth itself. Yeah, you yeah. know. The witchcraft has been damaging, um, damaging to, um, um, uh, uh, to, to, the, to the land itself. Yeah, you know, it, it was like I remember reading in a, in a book uh, that Jimmy Lee Boggs wrote, in the Champion that in the 11th century, in the 11th century. First Nation people around the uh, North 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 America came together and began to devise ways in uh, in which they could live on the land protect the land uh, adequately use the land and make the land, which is what they're saying, what does it look like for the seven generation? The seventh generation. Gen- seven generation. Mm-hmm. whole idea around it. What mm-hmm. does the seventh generation? Not the next generation, but seventh generation. All mm-hmm. these kind of ideas in which people live. But the whole challenge of human development is that how can I control nature? How can we use mm-hmm. that by use by science? It's
0: mm-hmm. the whole challenge of that. Yeah, industrial agriculture is... Uh, differently, uh,
2: differently uh, more eloquently than I do. But yeah, that's the whole challenge. I mean, it's been that challenge of how do I control nature and how do I use science to control nature? Boom, like that. <laughs> so on the one hand, while these First Nation people who had settled um that 15,000 years in North America, going in America, North America, the last last place to be settled in the migration of human beings, you know. There are theorists who have different other kind of ways of looking at it, but the last part of the continent that's been settled. And so some may argue because of the ice age, but some refer to it as still North America is still in an ice age. So Mm -hmm. we can play with these these ideas, but the idea that you can have a microscope and look at the evolution of this country uh and it is a uh where the state and the power and power and the state and in industrial power
1: mm-hmm.
2: has as has reached a a point of 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 interest inter exchange interaction and everything else you can say that in a sense, but it's it's. It, remember, we have to look at. is it, like our sister, who, a sister who talks about the sixteen nineteen project. Mm-hmm. If you look at it as a project, then it doesn't have. It's not. It's not something that's happenstance. It's something that goes along mm-hmm. with patterns of mm-hmm. development. Mm-hmm. It's, it's every, by design. Ch- yeah, it's yeah, how the, this the, was the, designed. Yeah, the Chinese came yeah. to the West in the eleventh century. They came to the New World.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. The Chinese are a 3,000 year old civilization, continuous civilization. It's not a settler state.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mind you, whatever we talk about in this way, it's a settler state period. Because somebody else occupied it. They got rid of the people who occupied it. It had enormous resources to allow it to be, to to, to advance with the new technologies and human beings that have been developed. All those things are happening in the gift to this country. And it had, it, it had, it had a, uh, when 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 George Washington and all these guys beginning to divide the country, even though, um, uh, um, Detroit wasn't on the only <laughs> Detroit yeah. wasn't a part of a scenario. Okay. Its demise, its demise. I mean, its its design rather was from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Mm-hmm. They knew that, so you can call it a project. You know, uh, there was enough information mm-hmm. to know that that right here, in the new in the world, they did these ideas were science. They may happen in in a, in, a, in a moment. They may happen over at, at this particular moment. And just because the land is unexplored doesn't mean that...
0: It, the idea it, of it, what it, to do that, isn't that, there. That,
2: that mm-hmm. they see this as a plan of ex- exploitation. Mm-hmm. The exploitation of nature. Not living with nature like First Nation people did. Mm-hmm. Protecting nature. Worshipping nature. Their gods were connected to nature. <laughs> Boom. It's a different kind of which you can't and, and if you have thousands and thousands of years of that that kind of mentality, that kind of organization of human as human existence, you know, you have to break that. Because you no know, anybody question what is happening what is happening but with human ingenuity and control of science all, all human uh, humanity, over the last two hundred and twenty years or so, has been different than any other point in time. Mm-hmm. It took us all that other time to get there. Remember, they came, and, I, and, and we all know they came out of Africa. They migrated different other places for long periods of time, but you have two hundred years. And you could, if you want to say, five hundred years with Columbus, if you want to say, eleven hundred years. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, a thousand years with the Chinese coming here in the eleventh century. You can make it whatever it is. But there was a process that was expedited by our control of science, understanding science, and building that, and that that moves from. A, a, a pace in which uh, new ways of conducting life, uh, new, which come somewhere, somebody's deferred figured out, oh, if I rub these two rocks together, mm-hmm. it creates fire. Mm-hmm. I rub them over, over what you call it creates fire. Somebody did that. Mm-hmm. You know, a group of people did that, and they figured it out. And then, you know, somebody, the Chinese uh, developed gunpowder. Mm-hmm. Chinese, so, so you know what the Chinese were on the scale. They developed one gunpowder, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, by the time... That you know the the wars and the wars for empires, the great uh, uh, African empires and other empires, they couldn't compete with gunpowder yeah. and gunpowder,
0: or even didn't concept? want to. What maybe?
2: I'm thinking about the motivations. I mean, yeah, we could sit different. here being philosophical, <laughs> and we have the luxury of doing that in a sense. But understanding this process, and and the question becomes, what King left us with? Where do we go from here? Chaos and
0: community. Yeah, and that's what I guess one of the questions um, that I have for you, because I think right now, and we've been talking about this a lot about at Riverwise right now, is that you can feel it from, you know, community organizations to the biggest CEO. Mm -hmm. I think that everybody is kind of feeling like in a little bit of an identity crisis right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and I and I think a big part of that is this idea of really having to sit down and grapple with um, where do we go from here, right? And, like, I think one of the things that I'm hearing, especially as you're speaking, is um, that, well, and I guess I'll ask you, because one of the things that I really feel is that there's there's some real historical amnesia going on right now, um, for a lot of people who um, are a part of movement work. And I'm just'm I'm, I'm wondering how that affects, Progress, right? Like I I think how how that affects affects progress, how that affects your ability to continue building coalition, how you think about the moment, how you move past an identity crisis when there's a lack of even understanding of some of the things that you're speaking about that just happened 40 years ago, you know, or even you know a, a lot. Like we were saying when we began, a lot of people don't even understand the importance of the Haitian Revolution. You know, and, and this is just within a, a, it, it g- is. a generation we've lost this knowledge. And then now there's misinformation campaigns. Like, yeah, it's just. It, 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 it.
2: We didn't have to. We, we didn't have television before.
0: <laughs> so we need to get rid of all the TV. <laughs> no no no. I mean you
2: you 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 know you could it's a leverage in which you control information. Mm-hmm. And what information? Mm-hmm. It is. It, it, it's, it's that you know. If 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 in subtle ways, I, mean, I must give you an example. When I was a kid growing up, I. Uh, um you would have these big, big um, uh, campaigns for Tide or for something to clean your floors. You know, what's what's the, you didn't, it was a, yeah, okay. Did the Tide make your life better, easier? <laughs> did, did you become more wealthy? You're looking at the kitchen.
0: <laughs>
2: you're looking at the kitchen and you're saying, yeah, man, I sure want a kitchen like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That—that's the subtle uh, part about this whole insidious way of processing, processing mm-hmm. and generating uh, consumerism. They—they—they—they mm-hmm. they, they, they roll out all the the kids' t- toy toy producing doing christmas and and it was even worse when i was a kid man every other commercial was a toy commercial oh, yeah. i mean this this is this is a, a system that now is devised for one and in consumption Mm-hmm. and 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 the struggle for who's going to be able to consume. That happens in our community, whether it's consumption of ideas and whether it's the consumption of material and everything else. We're, we're, it's a kind of programming that happens in a process that programs in an advanced world, mm-hmm. and particularly in an advanced capitalist world here. The eye, that consumer is, is consuming. Part of the, uh, and, and writers have said this, who've written on the depression. Part of the reason for the, the, depth, um, and uh, of uh, the the depression, was that Americans. And around and people around the world had not learned the science of consumption, and I use it as a science fictitiously as a science. They hadn't they gotten comfortable with the whole idea of waste, and that's what that's what that's what consumption is Mm -hmm, waste. mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. my my grandparents they consumed what they needed. Mm -hmm. They consumed. They save what they didn't mm-hmm. eat, and I, I even when I was around them when they were in their 90s, you know, they they saved paper plates, and even on, uh-huh. you know, if they got some uh-huh. at, at the church on a paper plate, they saved that. Mm-hmm. They had a freezer in which they if they didn't eat the food, and they brought it home, they wrapped it in foil or something, uh-huh. wrapped it in uh, uh, you know this, uh, you know wax paper or whatever it is. And then put it in the freezer.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a foil at my grandma's house had a lot of lives too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was not a whole, just a one use thing. A whole <laughs> idea yeah. around that. Mm-hmm. And
2: when you round them, you see how it is, you yeah. know, because they had to deal at with bare bones. They had to be at the at one point in time had to feed themselves. Uh, that the possibility of being hungry was a real possibility. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all these kind of ways in which you, 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 you and, and it's gone so fast. Yeah. It's, it's the 20th century, you know, it's the 20th century. Everything that's happening in the 20th century and the promotion of those things and the exploitation of those things happened because there's a, a real tool that that put brings it right to our house. The kitchen you need, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the soap you need to clean the kitchen, mm-hmm. <laughs> the dishwasher you mm-hmm. need, the uh, uh, and 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 the washing machine you need to mm-hmm. wash the clothes and the dishes.
0: And none of the worry about where all that stuff you came from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so
2: it becomes you driven by this this, mm-hmm. this uh, what's up? And the thing is about it is that. We we represent five point five percent of the world's population, mm-hmm. but we nearly use up thirty three percent of the social
0: resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's not it's not. It's, it's not the Africans in the village who, who, who are the reason for global warming <laughs> no, they,
0: are <laughs> they are not. They are not. Categorically. even know they, even know.
2: they have the reason
0: for. Uh, yeah, they would probably be offended to hear that yeah, they, 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 they were, they were, were being told, told that it was their fault. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: They're not mm-hmm. and, so that, and the bottom line in, 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 and that's what it is. I mean, you have to struggle. You have to be engaged in struggles for equity. Yeah. You have to be engage in struggles for justice that is that because at the same time those struggles have pushed forward push push forward our sense of our humanity it pushed forward our sense of justice all those things have pushed been pushed forward but we have to engage in those struggles Mm -hmm. on all levels whether it's in based in our community, whether it's right here, that the 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 idea of community garden, community gardening, community food production, is a a a a contradiction to the system itself that mm-hmm. exists. But at the same time, it, it 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 does several things. It empowers people. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives them a sense of self worth. It gives a sense of control mm-hmm. over over what they need and what they eat and everything else, and and, and they're not they're not at the it's totally at the hands of those people mm-hmm. who ex- use food, food food for exploited purposes. Mm-hmm. All those things are important things to do, and and happen in that. That's a the form of resistance, you know. Yeah. My grandfather, my grandfather. I mean, I don't know when when my grandfather. Uh, uh, and my grandfather, at ninety something years old, he had a little plot out in front of the house. He lived to be ninety-nine, right in front of the house, where he would get out there with his hole. And now he didn't—he didn't. Now he didn't swing that hole like he did when he was mm-hmm. in his twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. But he's swinging it like he it, it is as a ninety-year, ninety-nine, ninety-five-year-old man. Mm-hmm. But that gave him a sense of his value. Doing, being able to swing him, so it had it, it connected to his his memory, his mm. sense memory, and everything. Mm-hmm. When he had to do that, mm-hmm. when whether he sw- swung that hole or not depended on if the, the family would eat or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's powerful to it's, think it's about powerful, that. When you see duality, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the, the beauty, the beauty of my mom.
2: She always she always said, she always said, I'm eternally. Grateful for my mother and father because I didn't pick cotton in September. Mm. You know, if you know that in in, in in the larger context, you know that all she was because her parents knew that that there was a place where they had to had to look toward the future of their children. Mm-hmm. You know, and send them mom. Yeah, they they didn't. They, they, you know, Mama talked about going home, but only visit, You know, mm-hmm. you know, and help Mama around the farm, help her mother around the farm, but do run errands for them and everything else. But my mom, my mom was a regional director of the National Council of Negro Women. She couldn't mm-hmm. carry that out in, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the farm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
2: she had other aspirations. But that didn't keep her from saying, these are the most important. This is why I'm here.
0: Yeah,
2: And that happens with every generation. Some people make sacrifices. Generations make sacrifices to get, get us to where we are. And that's happened. It's, 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 it's part of human... It's just that the sacrifices and the the choices that have made are are in in a, in a condensed moment that each time the 20th century was everything from the car uh, to space you know i'm thinking i was thinking one day i was thinking the, the uh the civil war ended in in 1865 What happened 80 years after the end of the Civil War? More people were killed, more Americans killed in the Civil War than all the wars combined. What Mm -hmm. happened? Mm -hmm. The dropping of the first atomic bomb, Mm -hmm. 80 years. Go back 80 years before that, Mm -hmm. 1865 back, back to 1885. And then look, look at the advancement of human beings mm-hmm. from eighteen. This is this country has not said its uh, when it said its first first Westcom eighteen seventeen ninety seventeen eighty nine was the first congressional Congress. So that in seventeen eighty nine, so the going back from. Mm-hmm. 1865 to 1785 80 years. Look at the the time period. That Mm -hmm. period and the next 80 years from 1865
0: to Mm -hmm. 1945. Yeah, each generation you know, I, is busy. Then, each
2: generation. Uh-huh. "What's eighty years from 1845? We haven't got there yet." Yeah. Because I, I, I was born in '46, so we got we got a few years. We ago. got
0: a couple years to go. We got right. few, <laughs> ago. Well, so that's what, like, I guess um, one last question I have for you is about the one of the things that's heavy on our mind um, at Riverwise too is visions for the future. What we want the vis- the future to look like? And, you know, I, well, 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 yeah. The future, the future. yeah, like what's our visionary ideology of the future? And I know, for example, that like you've been involved in reparations work and I know whatever it's going to be, there's going to have to be some kind of restorative, transformative, like, you know, reconciliation has to happen. But I'm wondering how you you know where you see what's that radical visionary understanding of what where we're going and what we want for our future
2: well the what what, what is within what do what is the context that we we live within uh and in the political context, the social context, the economic context we live in, which determines what that that future that feature looks like. Uh, since everyone will tell you, there's no science to economics. It's not, a, it's, it's not a natural science. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things when when Einstein discovered the, 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 the which come rel- relativity, the science of relativity, that's a science. And it, 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 it's, it's in that. The choices, it's not something that human beings mm-hmm. may have a choice in. Mm-hmm. Human beings have a choice in how they want to live.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Boom. That's what it is. What does that look like? And, and and what does it look, look like, the the, the over a period of time, if indeed our our tasks if indeed uh, the 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 systems that govern and systems that organize our life tasks to continue tasks to continue exploiting the planet, we're in trouble. Yeah, for sure. We're not only in trouble with this country; we're in trouble with Europe. globally. What if, what if it looked like some other kind of system? You know what I'm saying, and, and and mind you, we keep we keep applying uh, uh, this system as if it's God given. <laughs> I mean, <as> if, <laughs> if, if if somebody said God looked down from us and said this is,
0: it's not. Mm-hmm. It's for sure not. It, um...
2: I mean, that's the truth of it. It's it's not. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it gives us. It's it's provided. I mean, an amazing um methods of consumption
0: mm-hmm.
2: that that have never been uh, whatever but it, it's invited incredible methods of food production because of science and mm-hmm. It wasn't about the individual, but it wasn't because the individuals they've got all these moguls and everything. They didn't do that. It's the <laughs> science. Yeah. And, it, and and it's not only the science that's particular to what this country's done, but the science that humanity yeah. has. universe. Over the, the generation, mm-hmm. over them. It's mm-hmm. humanity. Yes. That's this country's only. Yeah, we, we, you know how old this country is <laughs> you
0: know. yeah right. as Grace would say what time is it on the clock of the world and for America so, it's so, very so, so very so it small so what we, we going to do about early, it early
2: yeah. you know because of what we're going to do young people it's going to you pin on know, their organizing you got a, a, a glimpse of really the first uh, uh, reaction or response uh, after George Floyd mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor mm-hmm uh, that and people revolted. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what you got to do is you got to create a conversation to distract people from the, the other reality, and that's, that's what the conversation is the conversation is about let's do this, let's do that, you know, let's get more black police. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> if nobody's going to question the systemic
1: issues around that. Well, mm-hmm. that, that always is definitely the deeper question.
2: Mm-hmm. and that's uh, you know, the deeper question.
1: And, and I mean, as as yeah. we get to that, that's kind of what brings you to town. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're here for the Detroit Visionary Community Fair uh, on the East Side with our partners, the Them Freedom Growers, and so many others. East that's Side Visionaries nice. Collective, Genesis Hope mm-hmm. uh, Church of Life Messiah. Shout um, out
0: to Micah and Rukia for all their that, hard that, work. Does it create and Mama the Myrtle
2: primary discourse? Does it does it elevate the discourse for real? systemic change which has has a role that education how we look at education how we look at work related to it. How, uh, look at how we look at
1: work. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, so much of this is kind of like one of my one of my big homies uh, that that has passed on as he's made the transition like many did and following the lead of what uh, El-Hajj Malik El-Shabazz and Malcolm X did. But Chokwe Lamumba, who I looked up to, you know, it, we, yeah. we moved into the idea of what human rights represent. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in seeing the humanity in others is heightens quality of life of everyone. But part of that takes a stripping the, uh, the rugged individualism of what mm-hmm. capitalism is, the rugged individualism of what democracy is, the rugged individualism of what, you know, the Kari perspective, white supremacy exists, and whatever that goes in the ethos, and just more so seeing that a collective way of thinking is truly the healthy, and holistic way, and it connects with more people. So, in mm-hmm. as we connect to that, and it's uncomfortable because everything in America only echoes the sediments to to think that what can I get? What can what 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 is my legacy going to be? What is my this? What is that? Without seeing the humanity and so many others, mm-hmm. you know, hence well, 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 mm-hmm.
2: that, that's the dynamic. That's one mm-hmm. of the, the constant dynamics that we're we're dealing with. Um, uh, um, um, and, um, uh, I, 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 I think, I think we have a chance, that <laughs> 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 I was going, Harry was telling, um, um, a story that Harry Belafonte tells about Dr. King, At one moment, Dr. King, he says, this whole battle for integration—I'm not so sure. I don't know. so sure that I'm integrating my people into a burning house. Mm. And and Harry Belafonte says uh, after I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Harry Belafonte says, uh, uh, "Well, that's King, key after all the work we've been doing this process. What do you think? What we have to? What do we think we need to do? What do you think that?" <laughs> Not king Said. I guess we had to become firemen. Mm-hmm.
1: There we go. That and with is. that is. point, we're <laughs> gonna <laughs> we're gonna pick up to the next conversation <laughs> as you're headed over to another one of the community houses. As we know everything at the Burwood House and the work Kim shirobi has been doing, uh, we're gonna go there. Thank you so much. As we know. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. This has been an right. excellent, right. yes, excellent great discussion. Megan, right. Mr. Glover, thank yes, you. Sir. Peace. Thank you,
0: Carrie. <laughs>